This is the Colts Daily Update, a look at the latest with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Hey, welcome into the Colts Daily Update tonight, home of the Colts here, 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, the Colts had the day off on this Tuesday as they continue to rest up from playing two games in five days last week. Up next, week six, the Jacksonville Jaguars come calling to Lucas Oil Stadium. They blanked the Colts back in week two, 24-0. In fact, they've won the last two meetings with the Colts by a combined score of 50-11. to But those games were in Jacksonville. The Colts have had good success against the Jaguars in Indianapolis, winning the last four in a row and nine of the last ten. In fact, the home team has won the last ten games in this series between the Colts and the Jags. The Colts remain in the thick of it in the AFC South. They're 2-2-1 following their overtime win in Denver last week. So just a tad behind the 3-2 Tennessee Titans and a tick ahead of the 2-3 Jacksonville Jaguars. Tennessee will use the open date this week. They've got the bye, so they're going to rest up, rehab, and heal before they take on the Colts next weekend down in Nashville. The Titans are in a little bit of a groove here. They've won three in a row after starting the season 0-2. And the Colts are getting ready for week six. They had a long weekend to do some self-scouting and some inner reflection going into this game. And it's not hard to understand why the Colts have been so uneven. It's sacks and turnovers on offense. The Colts have been sacked 21 times this season, and they're minus six in the turnover margin. The sacks are tied for dead last in the NFL, and the turnover differential is third worst. And the Colts have put the defense into some difficult spots. The Colts are giving up only 18 points per game on defense, which is 10th best in the NFL, a pretty good number. But that could be even better had it not been for a lot of short fields for Colts opponents coming off of turnovers by the offense. The Colts lead the NFL in points allowed off of turnovers so far this year, and 48% of the points the Colts have allowed on the season have come off of turnovers by the Colts offense. So the Colts are trying to get that offense into gear. They've scored less than 20 points in seven straight games dating back to last season. And the offensive line combination this week, that's a big storyline considering the Colts shuffled some things up in a major way last Thursday against the Broncos. The Colts used Bernard Ryman at left tackle as he made his first career start as a rookie. Quentin Nelson stayed at left guard. Ryan Kelly played at center until he was injured with a hip in the second quarter. Danny Pinter came in for him and played the remainder of the game. Braden Smith moved from right tackle to right guard, and Matt Pryor moved from left tackle to right tackle. And the Colts allowed a season-high six sacks in Denver, so we'll see if the Colts stick with that lineup or continue to determine who the best five players uh, on the offensive line are and what spots they need to be in and practice this week going into that Jaguars game. Another area to watch this week in practice is the back end and the secondary. Julian Blackman has missed the last two games with an ankle, and if he returns this week, the Colts have a good problem and a tough choice to make. Is it Rodney McLeod who exits the lineup? He's played very well, and so has rookie Rodney Thomas, the seventh-round pick out of Yale. Thomas has a couple of pass breakups on the season and a pick off of Russell Wilson last Thursday to stop a Broncos threat late in the game. Injuries all over the roster. That's another storyline this week for the Colts. 
Running back Jonathan Taylor did not play with an ankle in Denver. Linebacker Shaquille Leonard missed the game with a concussion. Safety Julian Blackman, as we said, has missed the last two games with an ankle. Defensive lineman Tyquan Lewis did not play with a concussion. Defensive end Quiddy Pay has an ankle. He left in the third quarter uh, in the Mile High City. Running back Naeem Hines left in the first quarter with a concussion, so he's still in the concussion protocol. Center Ryan Kelly left the game with a hip, and wide receiver Ashton Doolin left the game early with an ankle, and the Colts today actually placed Doolin on IR, meaning he'll miss at least the next four games of the season with that injury. And other roster moves, the Colts signed defensive tackle Chris Williams to the 53-man roster from the practice squad, and also today the Colts signed free agent offensive tackle Ty Inseki to the practice squad. Inseki has been in the NFL since 2012, has played in 93 career games with six different teams, including the Colts in 2012 when he signed an Indy as an undrafted free agent coming out of college. He's got 17 starts under his belt and could give the Colts some depth as a swing tackle along that offensive line. The Colts will get back on the practice field tomorrow for the first time this week, and we'll get an updated look at the injury report tomorrow afternoon on Wednesday. When we come back, we'll hear from head coach Frank Reich from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio show. We'll get his thoughts on the Colts' win in Denver and how the team is prepared to bounce back against the Jaguars in Week 6 as the Colts gun for their first win against the AFC South at Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday. That's coming up next on the Colts Daily Update. Stay with us on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Welcome back to the Colts Daily Update. A look at the Colts with the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Welcome back. This is the Colts Daily Update tonight on a Tuesday. I'm Matt Taylor, and as promised, we're going to leave time for head coach Frank Reich from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio show. That airs every Monday night of the regular season from 6 to 7 Eastern right here on The Fan. And Coach Reich starts off discussing the Colts' big win over the Broncos and how that game resonated with him over the weekend. Yeah, it still resonates well. Any Anytime you can get a win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, really love the way the defense is playing special teams. You know, offensively, obviously, it wasn't like a, a productive or good outing. It was a poor outing. But we did make the plays needed. Uh, you know, I have to keep reminding myself we played good enough to win in all three phases. So, but, you know, we, we you know and we know that the improvements – that need to come need to come on the offensive side and primarily right you know we got to get that ball in the end zone no doubt about that all right you decided to make a lot of changes on the offensive line going into that game you know it's been well chronicled change at left tackle change at right guard you know you had to make a change at center because ryan kelly got banged up what went into those decisions going into the game you know how do we get the best five on the field and and, and looking for a spark mm-hmm. and you know when we put Braden down at right guard you know Braden's such a powerhouse in the run game um, he, he's like an A-plus run blocker. So you thought, hey, we get, you know, there's three guys inside, mm-hmm. you know, might be might provide a spark in the run game. Uh, it's also going to firm the pocket up in the middle. Um, you know, you got to give a little extra help to the tackles. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, felt like prior right tackle was a natural position for him. So thought we could – thought that was the right, right move. It's a, it, I know it's a short sample size, but, but was it enough to get a good sense of how that went, how that combination – uh, looks going forward? Yeah, I think we learned some things, you know, and we'll have to evaluate it here as the week goes on here um, the next day or two. Uh, do we want to leave it mm-hmm. as is and, and build on it? That that would be nice, you know, because you want to build the continuity or do we need to look at another change So, or, or tweak? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll evaluate that here. Yeah, you brought up the defense. Um, it, it's just responded so well 
in the second halves of these games here lately. You've allowed just six points in the second half of the last three games combined. How, how proud are you of the defense here as we reach, uh, you know, game five or a quarter of the season in? Yeah, that's good football. And, uh, you know, real credit to the players, real credit to Gus and the staff, you know, for, um, you know, just putting together plans and being able to make whatever adjustments needed. And, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, Gus and the play calling of it, you know, in the second half and getting a feel for the flow of the game. And then obviously the players, it's all about the players making the plays and they're doing a great job. All right, let's go to the fan questions. If you have a uh, question for head coach Frank Reich, you can always tweet it in using hashtag Colts Roundtable here tonight and every Monday night. Let's go to Phil. Coach, he's asking, what are the underlying issues of our offensive line? We talked about that a little bit already, but he's also asking, are any of the sacks attributed to the quarterback in terms of recognition at the line of scrimmage or blitz pickup or things like that well I think the biggest thing that they're attributed to is you know we got to I keep saying this but it's the truth is we're, we're behind the sticks all the time so second along third along so we got to do a better job there um, as far as who they're attributed to mm-hmm. like most teams you know when, when you have a number of sacks it's it takes it's everybody so um, I believe we're I believe we're going to get it turned around um, I believe we're you know, we got to, but that's going to start with us finding better rhythm on first and second down. All right, Fred is up next. Based on what we saw in Denver, is our defense close to being dominant and suffocating? I mean, I think it already is. Yeah, it's close. I mean, we're, we're, it's close, but you're never there, right? I mean, you know, we, we have a saying around in here it's, hey, do you got it? No, you don't have it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because just when you think you got it, you don't have it, right? We've all experienced that. So uh, the defense is playing very well. Uh, we need to continue to improve. Kyle is up next uh, for Coach Reich. Is Chase McLaughlin's Denver performance repeatable? Can he be that consistent the rest of the season? That's what we're hopeful. I mean, you know, I mean, he's really looked good. Um, Chase is, and in particular, he's he's always, I would say, Chase's strength. Even when you go back to when he was here before in the kind of kicking competitions, mm-hmm. he has a really good knack on the longer field goals. Um, it's kind of crazy. I mean, he just has a lot of confidence and has good execution on those. So, yeah. uh, great by him. Yeah, he's 11 for 13 over 50 for his career, including three for four this year. Yeah. All right, Pat is up next. Are the next two games must-win games for the Colts? I know you how you love those must-win games, but uh, considering we're winless in the division so far and the AFC South looks to be, in his words, schizophrenic on a week-to-week basis. I mean – we don't like to we, – we know every – okay, you, you, you either got to say one or two things. Right. You either got to say every win is a must-win game. <laughs> I mean, every game is a must-win game or, or you know, it's right. week to week. Yeah. Or like my old coach Marv Levy used to say, the only must-win was World War II. <laughs> WW2. Was WW2. <laughs> um, so somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. Hey, we recognize that how important this game is. We recognize where we are in a division. We recognize what our record is mm-hmm. in our division. So nothing more needs to be said. It's right. a big game. Yeah, good answer. All right, last one from Tanner, and this is a good one to wrap up on because Jacksonville is next. Uh, is asking, where did Jacksonville beat us the most three weeks ago, and how have we shored those areas up going into the game? They stopped our run game. They put good pressure on us You know, when we threw it. And when they were on offense, they dinked and dunked us all the way up and down the field. So, um, and they didn't, the one thing we did probably well on defense versus them, we played the run fairly well. So, mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, there's a lot to improve on from that first outing, and I believe we'll play better. That again is Frank Reich. That's from last night's Colts Roundtable Live radio show for that full interview and the full show, also featuring Rick Venturi and Joe Wrights, the former Colts. Check it out now, Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network wherever you download your podcast. We have it there for you. And while you're there, check out the official Colts podcast that went up today. And then tomorrow we'll have Inside Football with Rick Venturi with his breakdown and the blueprints to beat the Jaguars this weekend in Week 6. That's all the time we have tonight. Instant Replay is coming up next. I'm Matt Taylor. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow here on the Colts Daily Update on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Have a good night.